All right, so it is Mike at the movies time, and today we are talking about Blade Runner. Now, Blade Runner. Now, this Mike at the movies is unique for a bunch of different ways. Okay. Number one, you didn't want to do this one. <laughs> okay, it's fine. It's fine. I thought it was a it was a weird choice, but it's a very famous movie. Yep. Uh, by all rights, we should probably have done Aliens since we did Alien. Uh, yeah. But I needed I needed a break from the scariness, and I know many people told me that Aliens is very different, but I just needed a not a movie that wasn't the Alien movie. Uh, so that's number one. That's 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 part number one. Uh, number two is I've never had a movie in Mike at the Movies where multiple people felt the need to warn me about the movie in certain ways. Like, people thinking that I wasn't going to like it and that huh. they were maybe trying to talk me out of it um, and saying that, oh, no, don't watch this version, watch that version, watch this version type thing. So people were tweeting at me like this. John Syracuse didn't want me to watch it. Um, I saw him. He was in London. Uh, we had dinner, which was fantastic, and uh, he told me he didn't want me to watch the movie because <laughs> he didn't think uh-huh. I would like it, and he loves it. Mm. And I was very dead set on wanting to watch just the regular edition of the movie, um, the one with the Harrison Ford voiceover stuff and everything. I, w- I wanted to watch just the standard version of this movie. I didn't want to direct his cut or anything like that. I wanted to watch that movie, like the original movie, right? Because it was this was the one that, for whatever reason, was put out. This is the one that people latched on to. I wanted to watch it. So that was what we chose. It's also unique because this is the first movie that I, for Mike at the Movies that I have watched on a plane and in more than one <laughs> sitting. Okay. Because I misjudged when I started watching the movie and we had to land and then I had to pick it up on the plane ride home. Ah, I see. So this is unique for many ways. So I will do in my standard format that I have created for myself. Would you like to know what I thought about this movie before I watched it? Yes, I would. So I believed that uh, Blade Runner was a film noir style detective story, which I guess I was kind of right about. I mean, it's kind of—I think that's kind of where they went with it, right? Like it's absolutely. Not, it's not black and white, but it's a lot of those tropes, like. They may as well have said at one point she had legs from here to there. It was kind of that style, right? You know, that you see oh, in yeah. like Who Framed Roger Rabbit and whatever. Uh, and uh, I knew that it was a... It's, cult classic is maybe the wrong term because it is a, it was a popular movie, right? But like it has gained this kind of following to it. Um, I also know that it's being remade. Or like there's a there's more of the story. Yeah, there is a sequel being made, a, a uh, much much later sequel mm-hmm. that is really being released in October. But yes, this is a well known, well thought of historic film, and I would say influential film in many ways. The look of this film has been referenced and paid homage to many, 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 many times. It is that's one of the important things about it. And its connection to Alien is it's the same director. This is Ridley Scott. So it does have a connection to Alien. It is kind of a logical follow on in a in a way, whereas uh Aliens would have been for a different reason. Also I have to ask you, which version did you watch? Did you watch the version with the with the um narration? Yeah. Okay. 
it was what iTunes gave me. So I, I just got the, the, what was, I believe, to be the standard edition on iTunes. Is that not it, then? Uh, I don't know. Uh, there are multiple editions I know. of Blade I, I Runner. I didn't get the final cut. I, I got the, the, the regu- what looked like to me to be the regular edition of the movie. People okay. were telling me to watch the final cut, but I decided not to. I wanted to get what I believed would be the, the, the most original yeah, this is, version. This is, yeah, so you watched the 1982 theatrical release, which yes. is the one with, the, with the lots and lots of Harrison Ford narration. And my understanding, just from what I've picked up, was this narration was added in later because people couldn't work out what was going on. Right? Is yeah, that that's. True? I th- I think that I think that's right. I don't know. I'm not a, a Blade Runner historian, but that's that's my understanding. Is that it was it was uh, the narration was put in to make to explain the movie. And I think Although it, it was adds needed. to the, I mean, <laughs> it it adds to the the, the yeah. noir feel mm-hmm. of it. I I feel like, and it's a. I think it's. Uh, I think Ford's good. There there is people are split about whether the um the no narration versions are are better. I don't. I, I mean, and you might talk to somebody who's like, "Oh, it's that's the real one," but there are other people who disagree. I think it's telling that both versions are available, right? Because they are yeah. they are very different in a lot of ways. But you you got to see the one that was in theaters. So, like, what I'll say is, like, you know, I haven't seen the other versions of the movie, however many there might be. But without the narration in the movie that I watched, I I don't think I would have known what was going on. Like, so uh, did you know um, going in? Did you know that this is about androids? Did yeah. you know that the, there that there is like? A, did you know about like the cityscape stuff? Like that it looked like dark and and lots of lots of uh, screens on buildings and stuff. Yeah, did you just have any? just having been exposed to pop culture, you know, I was I was familiar with the term replicant, but I wasn't completely sure what that was in reference to whether it was clones or robots or aliens right but i knew that was a thing um and i've seen i've seen the the look of this movie all over the place right like the big screens because i've seen like pictures of like tokyo now and people saying like look it is blade runner you know like stuff like that like i've seen that kind of thing um so i was familiar with some of the, the the base ideas as to what this movie was putting out there, you know? And so let me tell you what I thought of this movie. It is one of the most beautiful films I have ever seen. I was so taken aback and drawn in by the look of this film. Like, the majority of my notes are just about, wow, this set is beautiful, and wow, that set is beautiful. Like, I was completely sold on the look of this movie. Some of it is too dark, right? Just like the way that the movie's lit was a bit dark for me. Um, but the, the the set design and the world design is incredible, and I'm kind of so surprised that it's taken this long for any continuation of this world, right? That it's taken this long for either a sequel or a prequel or whatever, because this world is so intriguing and well thought out and fleshed out and there's like this whole lore and language to it let alone just the way it looks it's it's surprising to me that more hasn't been done in the Blade Runner universe before now honestly yeah it's uh you know it was viewed and it's based on a on a a story by Philip K. Dick um the science fiction writer uh maybe there was a feeling like it's a one-off uh, the franchising of everything in Hollywood uh, has has really picked up lately. So now we're getting the sequel right all these years later, which is weird, but that's where we are. So, 
I mean, at the time, you know, at the time, I think it 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 was not universally hailed or anything like that, and it was not a huge hit. It really did become kind of appreciated later. It became a cult classic. It was put on the National Film Registry as a historic film. I mean, it got there, but mm-hmm. it took it took some it took some time. And so, uh, on on that level, maybe I'm not surprised that it took them that long to to revisit it. They did they did, however, Ridley Scott did revisit the film a couple of times yeah. with these alternate versions of it. I think I like this movie more than you do. Okay. That's probably not hard. <laughs> yeah. Because I I don't I'm 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 I don't feel like I dislike the movie. Um, I don't dislike I don't dislike this movie. I I um I have I have a bunch of issues with it and I okay. don't love it. Like I don't I don't feel a great affection for it. I yeah. think it's it 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 looks amazing. Mm-hmm. I think the storytelling is a mess. Um, I think it's got some really memorable scenes. Uh, and, and my big thing is that although the soundtrack, like the score is beautiful, it's Evangelis who did Chariots of Fire as well, did this score and it's fascinating and weird and electronic and all that, but it's also sleepy and, yeah. and, and the movie is slow. And I, I've told this story before, but I'll, I'll, I'll say it again. My wife, I've tried to get my wife to watch this movie three times and all three times she fell asleep. Yep fell asleep all three times and she does not fall asleep while watching movies all three times because the music lulls you and nothing is really happening and the scary thing is you get lulled and lulled and lulled and then daryl hannah screams and does a bunch of cartwheels and tries to kill somebody and you're like and now you're awake so i have yeah i have some issues with this movie it's not a movie that i enjoy although it's a movie that i can appreciate for what it is Hey, think, oh, and I should yeah. say that that scene with that scene with Rutger Hauer, where he die, where he's he's like, I've seen things you wouldn't believe. I've seen ships off the Tannhauser Gate and uh, uh-huh. uh, or ships on fire on the arm of Orion and all of that. Time to die. That scene, all, all these things will be lost like tears in rain. That 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 monologue is amazing, and I love it. And I also make jokes about it all the time because it is so. Uh, impressive. There are some amazing things in this movie, and yep. you know, you could argue that that maybe sometimes that that's okay. That maybe a movie is memorable and important, even if it doesn't really hold together as a whole, because the stuff, the bits that are in it, there's so many of them that are things you can appreciate. Um, so that's that's sort of my take. Is I'm kind of ambivalent about the movie as a whole, but I have to appreciate the artistry and a lot of the things that are in it are amazing. And Harrison Ford, you know, I, I think. I uh, yeah what a, what a career that guy had in the early in the late yeah. 70s early 80s cuz this is right you know you got Indiana Jones Han Solo you put this in there it's like this Deckard performance where he's this noir detective in this future world and all that and he really you know it's it's another one of those fascinating kind of performances that guy that guy is great <laughs> he's, he was like typecast wow. as the best kind of thing cool guy Right, yeah, like, yeah. What a great thing to be typecast as, right? Like those three roles. It's like we need a cool guy. <laughs> Does anybody know a cool guy? Oh yeah, we'll get Harrison yeah. Ford in to do it. We got a guy. Well, it's the. I look at that and I think that that's the kind of career that that's a Humphrey Bogart kind of career where this is a guy. He's a movie star and he can play these parts and people love him. And so like just keep making movies where he's that cool guy. Yeah. Like why would you stop making movies where he's the cool guy? Um, and and yeah, yeah. Absolutely. One of the things I really couldn't understand about this movie is replicants and their relationship to planet Earth. 
because it if I was following it correctly, replicants are outlawed on planet Earth, but there is a company based on planet Earth that makes them. Yeah, I think the idea is that they're they're made to work and they're not supposed to get free and try to live among people. And it's it's not clear to me whether they're not allowed to be on Earth at all. I think that's not true, but that these ones have come back to Earth illegally. Right. Because they want to they want more life. They want to extend their lives and they've come back to their creator. I mean, it, it's a classic story in that way it's a it's a frankenstein Mm -hmm. kind of story where the the created creature has come back to its creator demanding life or or killing the creator which is totally what happens here so yeah yeah it was just difficult for me to follow like are they outlawed completely are they like uh, it was it was just a, a a difficult thing because it's like this whole police force has been created to destroy them but yet the company there is making them like it was just a little bit like i i didn't really feel like i had a full grasp on it right because i like are they only allowed on the other world right like where they're it's like well, right. we destroyed and, planet earth and everybody's being moved off if they can be or they're desired to be right it's kind of what's and, happening in this world and sean but you know sean young is there as rachel and she's a she's a replicant but she's there on earth so it's i think it's i think that it's more that these are like rogue replicants that are being right. hunted okay. and that's and that's the that's the story there so yeah, that, that I guess that makes a little bit more sense, right? Like there, there are some that are allowed because like they they reference pleasure models, right? And I think you can kind of you can draw yeah. from that what they're getting at, and you would imagine that they would be allowed on Earth. But these like what are they called Nexus Six, this is t- t- this type of model that seems like a warrior, a soldier. Um, that they have these these uh, shortened lifespans, so they'll be less dangerous, I guess. And and I guess they're the ones that they have to hunt down. Also, I didn't get at any point why these police are called blade runners yeah I, okay i don't know okay great i just it's like this is a really cool phrase but i don't know what it what it means like, it's I what like they call it. them they're called blade runners that's what they're called they that's run the blades like, you know yeah what's wrong with you why can't you get this uh future tech future tech is in this future technology Based in seventies thinking, eighties thinking, eighties uh, thinking, 80s but thinking, yeah, exactly. Sorry, also, yeah. yeah, future technology and culture based on eighties thinking. So Which this I is love. in the eighties. In the eighties, there's definitely this feeling like J- uh, Japan and Germany are going to dominate the twenty first century. That was mm-hmm. the meme in the eighties, and so you see here a Los Angeles that is very much sort of modeled on Tokyo, and is very Japanese in its style. Yeah, and the the Nexus Six. Look like Germans, right? The Aryans. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. I suppose that's eyes. I suppose that's true too. Yeah, although there are pictures now. I, I saw a picture that I think was in Beijing, somewhere in Asia, where somebody had a picture that they posted that basically said, "Hey, does this look like Blade Runner? Because it's today. It's a picture I took today in this, yeah, you know, large city in that. Asia." And there is, there is, you know, it, the the visual style here. Did they did they help create that? Did they just correctly intuit it? Um, you know, there, there there's a lot here that's influential and interesting, and maybe life imitating art in the end. Um, one of the future tech things that I enjoyed the most was the photo enhancement. You know, it takes the physical picture, puts it in the computer, and is able to enhance it to the point where you can basically see reflections in tiny pieces of mirror, right? And and then he wants a hard copy of it. And gets it printed onto a Polaroid, 
Like that, yeah. that whole scene is incredible. Like it starts with a physical picture, is enhanced astronomically by this computer, which then gives them a Polaroid at the end. I love stuff like that. It's so funny. And it makes me think like, what are we putting in movies now that dates us? Because all yeah. of this was like, where can we see this technology going into the future? And like, what are we doing now in movies that are based in the future that, that is dating us? I, I like to think about stuff like that because then it was like, this is the, the, the far, as far as we can take this technology, as far as our imaginations can take us. And I think that, that's, that stuff's kind of funny. Um, one of the scenes that I really, really disliked um, is at the moment when I think it's Roy, the, the, the kind of the replicant dude, is arguing with Tyrell about science. Like they have this really heated debate about the extension of their life. And right. They're debating about like the different scientific methods that should be undertaken to see if their life can be extended. It's completely pointless. Like, they're just it's just science science jargon being thrown at each other for a few minutes that culminates in an incredibly violent murder scene. It's really weird. I did not like that scene. It was very strange. I mean, let alone all the stuff with JF, like those toys that he makes, when he refers to as toys, they're all terrifyingly creepy and it's all kind of wrapped up in these back to back scenes that was uncomfortable. Um and then talking about death scenes, and you mentioned it already when uh Pris like the 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 female yep. strong replicant, all of that scene where like she's screaming and jumping around, and then uh, Decker Harrison Ford shoots her, and she's like screaming and thrashing around on the ground, like it's a bit much. It's a little bit much. There are times in this movie where it just gets pushed a little bit too far, in a lot of ways, and this is one of them. And I mean, then then just the whole end scene is a little bit too much for me. Like, I, there's so much that happens if, in, like, kind of the, the third act of this movie that I'm like, I don't know what's happened. Like, it just goes off the rails. Like, it completely goes off the rails. Like, when, from the point where um, Decker arrives at uh, JF's apartment, which is, I think, the most beautiful set, like, the outside where he's like walking up the stairs. It's like right. just unbelievable. It's shot so well. But from the moment he enters the door, I'm like, I don't know what's going on anymore. Uh, from the moment where she's like screaming and cartwheeling around and then he shoots her and she's like gone crazy on the ground. To then like Roy, the, 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 the remaining Nexus 6, why is he in his underwear? I don't know why he strips down to his underwear <laughs> to chase Decker. Why is he howling like a wolf? Um, none of it makes any sense. Like, uh, and then he sticks a nail in his through his hand, and I assume it's because he's like he's starting to seize up, right? Like he's starting to die, and I, I assume he does that so to make sure he has feeling in his hand left. But that's weird because it's like then there are all these like biblical references, right? Like he puts a nail through his hands. It's kind of strange. And then like, why is he holding a dove? Like all of a sudden he's got a dove in his hand. It doesn't make. It, uh, and then like. Decker's fingers gets broken, but he's still climbing up the walls. It's really, it gets, the wheels come off this movie in an almost spectacular way. It's, yeah. I mean, again, I I wish I could, I could, somebody like John Syracuse needs to swoop in and, uh, and, and explain it Mm -hmm. and defend it better than I can. Yeah. Because for me, it's like, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. 
right? I mean, th- these are things you're describing. They're not not my favorite things about this movie. Those are not the things that I that I think of fondly yeah. as as being like, boy, that's a that's a that's a great moment. I do like I do like Roy Batty's last, uh, like I said, his last monologue. But, yeah, that is great. Uh, by the way, the number of people that are maddened by these Mike at the Movies episodes is fascinating to me. Like Anthony Johnston just kind of like lost it about Alien. He was telling me like, "What is that? What is going on with Mike?" And and it's like, yeah, I know. It's 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 funny. It's because I'm walking something... in here and trashing these '80s movies. That's the problem. Yeah, people don't. That, like it. I think that's it. well. I think I think not getting it right. Like mm-hmm. where people are like, but you don't understand. It's like part of the experiment with you is seeing these movies you've never seen before, and so to you, you don't have that layer of nostalgia or context to put on there. these things. You weren't there. That's I exactly there, right. Man. I weren't there. Yeah. You know what I also don't get? I don't know what the moral of this movie is. I don't know what it's trying to tell me. Interesting. I can't work it out. It's, I would say, I would say the themes of this movie, I mean, a lot of it is about trying to understand yourself and that the, and, 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 um, and and having meaning in life and that the the replicants are interesting in that they're kind of an accelerated version of humanity they have these very limited lifespans so they're intelligent and they learn that they have a lifespan and they want to live longer which is a very human kind of concept even though these are androids these are these are replicants and then um you go to your creator, right? And this is this is all the way back to Frankenstein, but it, it it's something that a created being can do that we can't as humans, right? We can't go to a creator and demand reasons. I mean, it's the base of of many religions to do that, um, but it's not like we you can't you can't walk up to somebody and say why am I here, right? Instead, we ask. Or we or we have a religion that explains it to us, and the the replicants get to do that. They get to go to Tyrell and say, "I want more life, right? Why am I here?" And so I think that's interesting. That that's mm-hmm. an interesting theme. That's one of the ones that I grab to is is it, amid the screaming and shooting and folding of origami, there is that question of. Uh, it's like a super accelerated existential question of who who are we? Why are we here? Why do we have to die? That the that the yeah you know replicants are asking. The happy ending didn't fit this movie either for me. It's a very controversial ending. Um, yeah, very controversial ending. I think I think changed at the last minute. Feels, and some of the feels f- changed, and some of the footage is from like another movie that they used to like show like the green mm-hmm. grass and things like that as they go. It, it, it is a it is a surprise that it ends that way. Honestly, um, I was expecting that that Decca was a replicant. Okay, well, so that is one of the great. I don't know if you've read about any of this, but that is one of the great debates about this movie: is that some of the people making it thought he was, some thought he wasn't. They kind of left it ambiguous. Um, if he is a replicant, I don't know how he survived to be old Harrison Ford in the new movie they're making. So I guess that will change uh, something about the oh, story. Is he in the movie? Yeah, Harrison oh, well, Ford's that in the movie. It then doesn't it? Because does he it, or, or does shouldn't it? shouldn't get old? Right, right, because. Shouldn't get shouldn't get old or uh, yeah or should not be there, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah it's a it's the fact I mean it's a classic and yet the fact that the, that they have redone it a couple of times and done alternate versions of it I think speaks to the fact that it's also a bit of a mess and that 
the the people who made it have kept thinking about going back and doing things to it, especially after it became such a classic. Um, I think that's I think that says something about it. I think it also says something about the appeal of it that people want to see it again and want to have a new perspective about it and want to debate it. I think those are all in its favor. But I also think that you know the fact that Ridley Scott wants to fix it suggests that he thinks that it was kind of not right when he made it. And I think that's I mean I feel the same way about um, Brazil. Have you ever seen Brazil? No. Terry Gilliam. It's it's a similarly brilliant, weird movie that has like three or four, they did a DVD with like three or four different versions in the box set of it because there's so many different cuts of the movie. And I feel like there's something, there's something in that. that like, there, if, if your movie's got lots of different cuts, that says something about it. Either you had a horrible, you know, horrible relationship with your studio or, um, or, or you thought better of it later. Obviously the, attitude toward the movie changed after it came out and that enabled people to make different cuts of it. Otherwise you just only ever have the one. Um, so it's just kind of fascinating when that happens and Blade Runner, like Brazil, Blade Runner has had that. And it's kind of interesting, uh, to, to view that as a trait of this film that years later, the creators of this movie made two different director's cut and ultimate cut or whatever. It's final cut that are, um, that are different, but you know, again, I don't have a huge fondness for this movie, but I, I appreciate it. And it sounds like you're kind of in the ballpark too, where it's like, it's a really mm-hmm. interesting movie, yep. but it's not necessarily like you feel like you want to hug it and watch it a bunch of times. There, there are a bunch of flaws in it that I wouldn't excuse if it didn't look the way it did. It really does look great. I mean, it cannot enough. I mean, so much has been written about it, but it's, it's fair. This is it looks amazing and it completely changed uh, people's conceptions of science fiction futures and influenced so many movies. Somebody in our chat room was just saying, like, anime, <laughs> like, so much anime yeah. is Blade Runner. Like, that is clearly a reference point for Blade Runner, is, or for anime is Blade Runner. And, and it's true in, in live-action movies, too. There is so much that we owe to Blade Runner's look. Um, and, you know, it's funny because from that perspective, you can often look back on these old movies and say, oh, well, I don't see the big deal, not understanding that this is the thing that set the tone. And at the time, it was kind of a revelation. I also do think, that though, that at the time, the people who were lukewarm on it were lukewarm on it because they were seeing its flaws and that the, the you know, they were looking for as a movie and seeing the problems with the storytelling. And as it became a cult, it became more about the debate about Deckard and uh, you know some of the little details and all the things that you pick up if you watch the movie 10 times that if you watch it once you're just like whatever um, and I think that maybe explains why a lot of cult movies become cult movies mm-hmm. is that is that they unfold better over many viewings than they do when you just watch it once and let it go I was I'm looking forward to the next one like I'm looking forward to Blade Runner 2049 yeah. I like Ryan Gosling a lot, and, and I'm interested to see what could be done further in this universe. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's interesting. I'm gonna, I'm waiting. I'm gonna do a wait and see on that one, right? Like, I'm not gonna be in line for it, but I'm, no. I'm, I'm ready to hear that it's an interesting movie and go see it if it is. <laughs> 